Read Now, brought to you by Mooney Valley Libraries and hosted by Jenny and Jackie. Mooney Valley City Council respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which Mooney Valley is located. This is the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay respects to their spirits, ancestors, elders and community members past and present. Okay, Jackie, it's been a little while, but um, we're back again to talking books and what we've been reading. So let's get started. Right. Now, you told me at the start of this when we were just about to, um, to press record that you've been reading a lot of non-fiction titles. So tell me what you've been reading. I have. I usually, um, particularly when I'm reading at home, I uh, stick to novels a lot of the time, but um, I've been in a bit of a purple patch of nonfiction recently. Um, so I've just finished a book called Broken Greek by Pete Perfides, who's a British music journalist who I've been reading for a long time, many years, uh, and it's his biography of growing up in Birmingham in the UK. His parents are Greek and um, Greek Cypriot and obviously uh, immigrated to the UK with thoughts of uh, going back to Cyprus um, but uh, political events in the in the 70s in Cyprus sort of put that on ice uh, and it's a really interesting um I, don't know, I suppose it's, it talks about the, the children of immigrants. He was born in the UK, but, you know, his parents had strong ties to their homeland. They never really intended on staying in the UK for terribly long, but they ended up obviously with British children uh, and sort of how that creates a bit of a family dynamic. It was, it's actually really, really lovely. Like I say, I, I, he's someone who's writing, I've read journalism, I've read for a long time, but um, yeah, it was, it's quite a sort of touching what was, your, what was the author's name again? Pete Perfides is his name. Who does he write for? You said he was a journalist. I think um, these days he writes for The Times, the newspaper oh, okay. in London, yeah. but he's written yeah. for, you know, all the kind of, I suppose, 90s uh, music press, so the oh, NME okay. and That's probably you know, why I'm not The so Face good. and, you know, yeah. he's, like I say, he's written lots of journalism that I've admired over the years, but um, his parents landed in... Um, into owning chip shops. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, which I, I think is not terribly uncommon um, for immigrants. Uh, and so his family owned a succession of fish and chip shops um, and he just sort of tells the story of growing up you know, and starting to get obsessed with music and it, it's just it's a really lovely book. I do highly recommend it. Okay, and it's something we hold? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, good. Did you read it as an e-book or, or a proper book? No, it's a proper book. It's quite a chunky book too. Okay. It's a bit on the big size. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of pictures or just? Um, no, not a lot of pictures at all actually. But, I felt, you know, in some senses it's a slow read because every he'll talk about um, particular songs and bands and most of which I was familiar with but, uh, you know, there were bands that, weren't particularly successful, at least not outside of the UK. That so I'm mm. forever stopping and then looking at YouTube videos of Top of the Pops and trying to yeah. remember who the bands I, were. I've been in a similar situation before, where um, a friend from the UK was telling me about the music that she grew up with, and she's the same age as me. And I'm thinking, I don't know any of those people, and she didn't know any. Well, obviously, I knew some of them, but she didn't mm. know a lot of the people I. Um, thought the big hits too as well so 
it doesn't always transfer from the UK to here and vice versa. And sometimes I forget that. Um, that sounds really interesting. Anything else that um, took your fancy in the last yes. couple of months? I've also been reading um, a book by uh, Nat first word first name oh, yes. only from from yes. that's what I reckon who is someone who I've been blathering on about to anyone who listened for probably a solid year or so he's a comedian in Sydney but um during the first lockdown of 2020 he started posting cooking videos um about you know just not bothering with the sort of a processed package uh food that appeal appeals to the conveniently minded. So, you know, the jar simmer sauces and mm. cup of soups and everything else. And he's hilariously and lovingly foul mouthed. Um, if you're not, I'm, fam- I'm familiar with the yeah. YouTube, his YouTube clips. And um, if anyone's not familiar with him, he's covered in tattoos. And he's got hairs like a sailor. Beautiful, beautiful long hair, absolutely stunningly shiny and, um, yes. Incredibly jealous of his hair, Uh, you know, piercings everywhere, but he's um, actually really, really kind. Um, And a lot of his videos are about sort of being kind to yourself and, you know, taking care of yourself both in cooking for yourself but also sort of mental health and he's turned into a bit of an accidental mental health ambassador. Yes, I, I could see that happening, and I, I know of at least one other person who's um, ended up purchasing his book because um, they really admired what he did. Yeah. Um, I one of the things that I've liked when I've watched him is it looks like a real kitchen because often when you're watching cooking oh, shows, yeah. they don't look like you know any kitchen that that I work in. Mm. But um, it, it, does that come across in the book too as well? Or? Oh yeah. Yeah, so the book that he's written is called Uncook Yourself, A Rat Bag's Rules for Life. Yeah. And it's sort of, um, it's a bit mm, self-help with recipes. Okay. So, so, you know, he does talk about his own life and his own experiences. You know, he was perhaps not surprisingly not a great um, academically minded person at school. Um yeah, uh, he's had a succession of jobs and a succession of no jobs. Okay. Uh, so it's it's quite and it's it's very much in his voice. Okay, and he, does he talk about his family life and not in any great detail? Uh, but yeah, but it's more about sort of you know he's, he talks, but he, he's very open. He talks about the time he spent unemployed that you know mm. the periods of really bad mental health he's had uh and like I say just with recipes so it, it it sounds very much a book for our times and I hate saying that but it does sound um very much like that that mm. someone you would look at and and perhaps make a certain judgment of, but then when you start looking a bit more closely you realize that he's got a lot to say and yeah of really important stuff and he's a good cook too as well yes uh, so yes Nat, that's 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 what i reckon is the name he goes by uh which is quite good uncook yeah. yourself <laughs> yes uncook yourself okay all right I'll, I'll i will try and read that because um as i said someone else in my family had um had mentioned that they read it and it sounds really interesting to me 
Mm. I like that sort of read. I um, not cooking, but one of the books I've been reading, um, well, not reading. It's one of those books that you dip in and out. Oh, of. This one's the same. Yeah, you can really dip in and out of that very easily. Well, I've been reading Home is Where You Make It by um, Geneva Vandersville. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but um, I got that from the library well, several weeks ago and I just like it. It's interior decoration, but it's practical mm. interior decoration and how to do things. I'm not I'm not a big fan of um, you know, really pretty expensive stuff. And I'm I do like some shabby chic, but um not all of it. It's a bit too prissy for me. But this is practical and got lots of plants in it. And I quite like flicking through it. I find it quite soothing to look mm. at something that I can recognize and think, oh, I could change my um you know, chest of drawers and, and do something like that with it or, um, you know, they're, they're good practical suggestions and, and ideas and I'm quite enjoying looking at that. So that's my nonfiction at the minute. What else have you been reading? Oh, more nonfiction, would you believe? Uh, I've also been reading uh, Sex, Lies and Question Time by um, Kate Ellis, the former okay. South Australian politician. You are on quite an eclectic um, yeah. <laughs> expedition into non-fiction at the minute, aren't you? Yeah, going from, you know, and that's what I reckon, which does yes. nothing but make me smile to, you know, sex lies and question time, which just makes me want to burn the world down. Um, yeah, so Kate Ellis, I think, retired three or four years ago uh, and she's interviewed women from across the political spectrum um, about their experiences, mostly in, in parliament, um, but, you know, they're sort of tangents out a bit and it just, as a feminist, just makes you really angry. <laughs> um, so some books do that to you, don't they? I'm, I'm not familiar with her name, but if you said she's a South Asian, Australian politician, that's probably why. Um, there was another book that you that you mentioned to me, and I don't know if we've mentioned it here, and I only want to touch on it briefly. But the other one um, that you mentioned that made you really angry was uh, Kim Kim Yes Kim Kim Jong Un. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that um, properly. Born 1982. Yes, and I don't want to talk about it too much because I've um, one of our book club. Um, groups is going to discuss that with us in detail because they had a bit of a similar reaction to what you did, but um, mm. again, making you really angry and um, and I yeah. I did read that one as an ebook, so I was you know it was fighting everything to throw the iPad at the wall at points <laughs> of reading that book. Whereas <laughs> this was a paperback, I can throw that around; it probably won't damage it too much. Mm. Um, talking about feminist things, and um, I, I probably shouldn't mention it because I, I know that it's probably not available on free to air but um, last night I did end up watching all four episodes of a, um, a documentary and it was a Netflix documentary about the Ripper in um, Yorkshire in oh. um, 1970s mm. and 80s and my goodness talk about feminist tackles um, rising it was it was horrific. So um, really, really good documentary. Um, and I, I might see if we can actually end up purchasing it down the track. I'm not sure whether Netflix stuff is released as DVDs but mm. um, or through Canopy, but it was, I, by the end of it, I was just so angry and I've been thinking about it all morning. So um, 
again that that reaction that you you just want to scream at the world and throw your iPad and um, in this case the television, although it's already on the wall, Jackie. So I couldn't do it, <laughs> but it did make me really really angry. Um, Talking about watching things, um, a few months ago I did mention uh, on Canopy that I wanted one of the things I wanted to watch on Canopy was Bombshell um, about hitting. Oh, yeah. I finally got to watch that. Um, highly, highly recommended. Mm. So if you haven't seen it, um, I, I highly recommend it that you watch it. I, again, that um, that attitude that someone who who is um, beautiful mm. uh, and female. And not have a brain as well um and mm. she was ripped off to the tune of, of billions of dollars actually because by the time um well by the time she died her her original patent on her invention yeah, that yeah. it is the basis of um wi-fi and um bluetooth and all that that sort of technology was worth billions mm. and she um she died in pretty much poverty so um on $300 a month um, she was getting at the time. So it really, another story that would make you really angry about sort of people's perceptions and judgments, but I don't want to be depressed today, so <laughs> let's move on to something else. Um, have you read anything else in your nonfiction um, expeditions that have been a little bit lighter or have they all been uh- I mean, I, it's a fairly broad spectrum anyway, and I'm, you know, as always, I borrow cookbooks on a constant stream, so I've had yes. quite a few new ones recently, um, some of which I highly recommend. So okay. if anyone, anyone is, you know, I'll talk books generally anytime. I'll talk cookbooks all the time. <laughs> so um, who's got the best ones out at the minute? Uh, I've had... Not deliberately, but I've had a lot of um, new vegetarian books coming through past my eyes recently. Uh, there's a cook, British cook named Anna Jones, who's uh, had a book out, and I could be slightly misremembering this, but I think it's One Pot, One Pan, One Planet. Oh, yes, yes. I vaguely remember that coming through and seeing your name mm. attached to it. Uh, and she, her cookbooks, I think, are always vegetarian, and this one certainly is. Um, but she's, I, I really like her cooking. It's um, not always weeknight friendly, but it's always delicious. Uh, I've had Harry Biker's vegetarian oh, yes. cookbook. I adore Harry by the Harry Bikers. I love them. I've I've loved them for years. They just are full of joy. I uh, didn't. I didn't know that. That you were a fan of them because oh. I am too as well, and I have um, I have followed quite a few of their recipes and looked at their cookbooks. But you're right; they're full of joy. Yeah. And again, a little bit like um, Nat, who we were talking mm. about before, not always had easy lives, but um, from what I've read, mm. and yeah, and yet their cooking is is just yeah a joy. Mm. An absolute joy, along with their cookbooks and their videos too, as well. If, yeah. So that that again, this this particular book that of theirs that I've been looking at is a vegetarian one. Yeah. Um, so, and the other one I <laughs> all, quite literally just read more than you know. Just went, I'm going to make this. Although of course I did. Uh, there's a food writer, Australian food writer called Ross Dobson, who I've. Um, oh yeah. Uh, read and uh, you know had cookbooks 
of before, but he's put together a, a compendium really of Australian food. Okay. When you say compendium, sort of Australian food through history or? Yeah. It's sort of all encompassing. So all the sort of cultural Okay, I influences. See. So you know the, the the way a lot of Australians think of something like spaghetti bolognese. You know, a lot of Italians would say there's actually no such thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, and our version of the Chinese takeaway food, so the sweet and sour pork and Mongolian lamb and all those sorts of things that certainly aren't in China. Yes, yeah. Uh, and you know, making things like um, I and I did make these and. What were they called? The honey jumbles. Honey jumbles. Oh, you mean with cornflakes? No, 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 no. Oh, let me okay. let me say that again. <laughs> I think I'm thinking of honey joys. Which Your honey joys, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just completely blanked on that. Um, one of the recipes I did actually cook from it uh, was the biscuits, the honey jumble biscuits, uh, which were delicious. But yeah, lots so, of yeah. What, what are honey jumbles? Are they a like a honey? Yeah, a, a spiced honey biscuit, so not too far from gingerbread. Yes. Um, but they've got usually alternative um, pink icing or white icing. Okay. So, oh, yes, yes. I yeah, know if it rings yeah. a bell, sort of an oval yeah. biscuit. Yes, yeah, yeah. With pink or white icing, I made those. They were delicious. Oh, you didn't bring any for me to taste, so oh, you'll yeah, have to make them. <laughs> Well, that, that sounds good. So he talks about the history and um, yeah, okay, that that does sound interesting. Um, because I, I I'm quite fascinated with how Chinese, for example, and Italian, they change it to um try and mm. fit what they consider our mm. taste. Um, and then from there, it, you know, the the tastes become a bit more mainstream. So mm. um. And it touches on, you know, sort of uniquely Australian ingredients, so things like, you know, lemon myrtle and finger limes and all that sort of stuff. And it talks about damper. Oh, okay. Um, So what was that called again? It's just called Australian food. Okay. That will be one I'd look at too because I'm fascinated with that sort of history and um, social aspect of food yes. yeah. and how, how we cook and what we eat and that sort of thing because, you know, growing up for me, um, it was very much meat and three vegetables and mm. I can re- remember um, the first time I ever tasted pizza and considering it was and considered it the most exotic thing I've ever, ever tasted. <laughs> so, don't laugh. I'm a woman of a certain age. So. Um Whereas now, you know, that's everywhere and not really considered um, something novel and new. But um, it's interesting how tastes change. Mm. And sometimes I've gone back and looked at historical um, recipes and realised they were a lot more adventurous than I um, perhaps, a lot more adventurous than things came in later time. Mm. And, I, yeah, I, I know I've mentioned in previous times that I, I think I... Um, I mentioned the book I read from the um, Sydney powerhouse that talked about Mm. historical cooking recipes and that I'd made a few recipes and it's that same thing. It's that it's the history behind it that is really quite fascinating. Oh, that sounds good. Mm. I um, have also been reading a fiction book, which I absolutely devoured last week in a couple of nights. It It was really good. 
it's called Madam, as in, you know, Madam mm. Speaker or Madam, in this case, it's a teacher. And it's by Phoebe Wynn. It's a new author. It's just come out in the UK. It's coming out here shortly. And I will be putting in a purchase request for it. Um, re- really interesting um, book. It, it appealed to me because it's set in a boarding school in the 90s. And you know, it all sounds like jolly hockey stick. And um, all those things I read as a child, you know, mm. famous five and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it's not like that at all. Um, I've heard it described in some reviews as a feminist, um, as a feminist book, and it probably is. It's it's got a very feminine, um, feminist um, core to it. But nothing is what it seems, and it was. It was, it was a really good book. I really, really enjoyed it because um, it raised all sorts of questions about expectations and um, sort of hidden misogyny and mm. um, all of that sort of um, thing. And this is only, you know, it's set in the early 90s, so it's not that long ago, mm. although um, they keep mentioning Princess Di, um, Princess Diana, and she's... And you know, talking about her because, um, of course, she was still alive at the time. Mm. So, really, really interesting book. I, I recommend it. And as I said, I finished it in a couple of nights because I, I had to see what happened. And in some ways, I'm a bit, bit taken aback by what happened, but um, I'm never very good at predicting what's going to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you know that. Oh, neither um, am I. <laughs> I'd be invited. I'm not the person who's, who reads prime novels trying to figure out who done it. I'm like, that. Nah, I'll just wait. I'll find out. Because yeah. you find out in the end, and I really am not very good at picking it. I, I can honestly say that there's very seldom a time when I've picked it very smart um, and, and how they've gone about it. I'm just I'm just not good at that. I'm, I don't know who, who is. Really, I haven't been reading much else in the last couple of months. Um Reading's taken a bit of a back burner. I have delved into a few. I do tell a lie. And I shouldn't be, um, I shouldn't be ashamed of some of my reading choices, but I have read a couple of of romances. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, Lucilla Andrews is a favourite author of mine, as I think you know, and they've been re-releasing a lot of her um, old titles again um and that's been interesting and it always takes me back to reading her biography her autobiography which is no time for romance (laughs) which um you know atonement took a lot from um ian McEwan's atonement took (sighs) a lot from um in fact I, i often think a lot more than he acknowledges even though he acknowledges her in his book but um really interesting story so um yeah i've been doing that a little bit so just a couple of light romances by her and then going back to her, um, her autobiography. One, one of the reasons I like going back to her um, autobiography is that she talks, she she was always taking notes as she was working. So um, she would finish her work in the hospital and then she would go back and take notes of um, what she'd done during the day. And you can see that in the books that she wrote down the track because often it's word for word from the notes she took um, in her day-to-day experience. And I find that quite fascinating too as well, Mm. Um, just seeing how she took snippets of real life and um, 
sort of cut and pasted them into um, what are often considered light, fluffy romances. And in some ways they are, but um, they also have a depth to them that I really quite like. Um, yeah, so that's been me the last couple of months. Mm. Um, yeah. Anything else you've read that you wanted to talk about today? Well, funnily enough, we're talking about, you know, trying to figure out who done it. Um, we watched in my house uh, The Undoing, uh, which was something, I, a DVD I just picked up randomly in the library and just thought, oh, I'll give that a go because it's TV series with um, oh, yeah. N- Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. Oh, yes, yeah. So I thought that might be all right. Um, and it's you drive yourself mad trying to figure out who, who committed the murder at the centre of it. Um, and it's in some ways I'm trying to try and phrase it without spoiling it. Uh, so the murder victim is a member of the same school community as um, Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant's characters, their husband and wife. Uh, And it's from the start, uh, Hugh Grant's character's considered a suspect. Okay. And And then it just throws everything, red herrings and... Twists and so is is it a movie or a series? Series. Okay. Um, and is that recent? Nicole must be fairly recent. Last year, I think. Okay, so she's been on a lot of TV series recently, hasn't she? But it it was, you know, the other member of my household who wasn't paying full attention to it was um, (laughs) startled (laughs) more than once. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, what's happening? I, I like I like um, shows like that. Um, I'm when I go to work, go into the um, branch tonight. I'm going to borrow the third series of um, the Detectorist because I've been rewatching mm. that. Um, mm. Totally nothing to do with um, what you were just talking about. No, it's a lovely show though. It's a lovely, lovely yeah. show, and I just need a bit of light entertainment. If nothing Isn't else, it? it's it's one of those shows that um, somehow makes you believe that. England has nice weather. <laughs> it does actually, doesn't it? Because it never rains. I don't know and, where they shoot it, but you know. Yeah, and and just um, you know, just the way they film the um, the birds and the mm. um and the insects on the plants and things like that. It is so beautifully filmed. And, mm. Yeah, you're right. I hadn't considered it, but you're absolutely right. There's never any rain or evidence that it has rained quite heavily, like they're never walking on really muddy roads or no. muddy paddocks or, no. or anything like that. So, yeah, but it, it, it's a lovely show, isn't it? A great um, sort of a great just, take on, yeah, on friendship. Gentle. Mm. Yeah, gentle but with, you know, some deep storylines at, at times. I, I loved it, a bit, a bit like my love for Uplit and, and that mm. sort of thing. Anything else you've been watching or reading or listening to? Oh, that's about it. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I, mm. I I don't know, this last couple of months for some reason I've been in a bit of a funk. Um, I've got a whole pile of books I'm going to read because I'm taking a holiday in a few weeks' time, so I've got a whole pile of books I'm going to read then, but... Um, I'm sort of holding off almost like I'm nursing them until I can mm. devote proper time to them. Mm. So I will have to find a few more to add my read list to, um, to store with, to, you know, engage with while I'm on holidays. Mm. I haven't got much else to talk about at the minute, Jackie. No. Mm. 
I mean, I recommend everything I talked about, but yeah. Yeah, I recommend everything I talked about too as well. And I will be putting in a request for the Phoebe Wynn book because I think it's something that um, people will enjoy listening to uh, or, re- or reading, um, whatever you choose, however you choose to do it. Mm-hmm. And I can highly recommend Home is Where You Make It because it's just it's just a nice interior decoration book. And I have been flicking through a lot of um, craft books too as well. That's been something else I've been doing. Uh, I think it's a time when you, you're just craving that um, comfort, I guess, mm. whether it's food or craft or rearranging your bookshelves or whatever it is you're doing. Um, I think we're all craving that a little bit. All right. Thank you for that. Um, we'll talk again soon. We will. We will.